Hi, everyone. Welcome to Daydreamers, the official podcast of SNR. I'm your host, Julia Mazzella. I'm the Student Communications Director for Marist Fashion's 36th Annual Silver Needle Runway Show. As an extension of the SNR brand, Daydreamers, the SNR podcast, is an honest conversation that will inspire you to dream big and teach you exactly how to chase those dreams with the help of a few special guests. Featuring present SNR directors who are ready to break into the industry and past SNR directors who went from Marist fashion students to industry pros, we are taking a deep dive into their career tips and tricks. Don't quit your daydream. Take a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Daydreamers, the SNR podcast. This week, we are talking all about gaining experience in your desired industry in this episode entitled Breaking Through. Today, I have three special guests on with me. The first is Callahan or Callie Rasnick, who graduated from Marist College in 2020 with a degree in fashion merchandising. She was the creative director for SNR 34, producing Marist Fashion's very first virtual runway show. She went on to receive her master's in fashion marketing from LIM. Callie's experience lies mostly within the luxury sector as she has interned for brands like Halesi, Prabal Garong, and Oscar de la Renta. She is now a PR trainee on the menswear team at Christian Dior. Joining us also today is not one, but two of my co-directors, Caitlin Chamley and Ale Basalo, who had the creative team for SNR 36. Caitlin is a fashion merchandising major with a dual concentration in business and promotion, and Ale majors in communications with a concentration in journalism. I had a really fun conversation with these three as they shared so many amazing career tips and stories from their professional journeys thus far, with a few wholesome moments sprinkled in. So without further introduction, I hope you all enjoy episode two of Daydreamers. Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you. Hi, so excited to be here. And also joining in our conversation today is not one, but two of my co-directors, Caitlin and Ale, who had our creative team for SNR 36. Thank you guys so much for joining our conversation. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm so excited, too. So today I want to kick things off with a little segment I like to call Tell Me About Yourself. Basically, I'm going to ask each of you to introduce yourself using your elevator pitch. Now, this is the fastest way to introduce yourself and show someone the highlights of your career. It's a very popular tactic we're asked to prepare as college students beginning to explore our desired industries because you never really know who you're going to meet in the elevator. Are you guys ready to get started? Yes. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Callie, how about you kick us off? Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Callie. I'm from New Jersey. I went to Marist to pursue fashion, um, specifically marketing and promotion PR. Um, I studied fashion merchandising and I've interned at Pablo Garong. Um, and I've also interned at Hellesi and Oscar de la Renta. I was the creative director for SNR 34. And I just recently got my master's from LIM. And I now currently work for Christian Dior as the menswear public relations trainee, soon to be assistant, hopefully, and I currently live in New York City. That's awesome. And Caitlin, you're up. Hi, guys. I'm Caitlin. I'm a senior fashion merchandising major. I'm a double concentration in business and promotion, and I have had experiences in a lot of different areas, retail, 
sales, buying, and social media, and I'm the creative director of this year's fashion show, and I'm very excited. And I'm also graduating in May, and I will be working at Ross as an assistant buyer. Amazing. And last but not least, Ale. Save me for last. I get it. Um, so my name is Ale. I'm the digital media director for this year's SNR. I'm also the creative director for the school newspaper, the Mayor Circle. And I've been freelancing for a while, so I've done all types of different projects and anything video related. And I'm actually a journalism major. Awesome. Well, I just want to let you know that there's no hard feelings saving you for last. I just wanted to build up the anticipation. I but... also don't have a cool job like they do yet. 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 You mm-hmm. have some prospects, though, which is exciting. I'm so excited to dive into today's episode with you all. Um, Just hearing about all of your amazing experiences that you've had so far, I know our listeners will gain so much from your knowledge. So jumping right into things, Callie, it seems as though you have mostly stayed within the designer and luxury sector of the fashion industry, interning for brands like Hellesi and Oscar de la Renta, like you mentioned. And now, like you said, you're employed full-time with Christian Dior. For most fashion majors, gaining experience in luxury is a dream. You really have had such fantastic internship experiences. Where do you suggest looking for internships? And do you have any tips on approaching luxury brands in particular? Um, So for my internship experience, I actually got, I found out about the Probable Wrong internship on freefashioninternships.com. And it's actually really ironic because one of my professor's at LIM for my marketing um, master's was the woman who created free fashion internships. Um, And like, I look up, her name's Carla Carsons. I look up to her so much. Um, She's so awesome. But um, yeah, that's where I found Probable. And then in terms of studying abroad and being in Paris and getting the opportunity to work for Fashion Week and um, Market Week with Halsey, that was just luck. I had a friend that was working for them in New York City. And when I was abroad, they needed somebody to help out during those weeks. And I was more than thrilled to help. Um, I did a lot of their social media for those two weeks and I loved it. Um, It was great. But in terms of like the luxury sector, I will say it is, it is hard and it's really competitive. Um, I know, especially for like internships and stuff, um, Ralph Lauren is notably one of the most amazing American brands and they have a really great internship program and in, that's like in terms of luxury but it, it is hard to initially get that experience and, and everyone wants it obviously but um, initially it, it is hard and Ralph Lauren my point with Ralph Lauren is that they have a great internship program that would initially get you a lot of my friends were in it and it's really great but in terms of luxury I would just say you know, don't be afraid to interview anywhere, continue to just aspire and dream of your goals and what you want to do. I never thought I'd be working for Christian Dior, honestly, but it's been amazing. And I think it just comes with time and with experience. So no pressure. You're not going to get the first job that you want always. Trust me, I've been there, but eventually it will come. And I would just say being your most authentic self and just really like showing that you know what you're doing and, and that you're really enthusiastic about the brand because when I interviewed for Dior I was I knew like everything there was to know about Kim Jones because I was going into the menswear side and I think that really like came across in my interview um, because I have you know such a strong 
affiliation towards the brand overall, but also towards menswear creative director. So I don't know. I think I think there are a lot of great websites and LinkedIn is also really great too. I would suggest that. But also knowing, I, I would say take a shot in the dark. I've done this a lot. I did this with my former um, director, Mackenzie, for SNR33. She's helped me so much gaining like, you know, a lot of the experience that I've, that I've gotten and outreach that I've gotten. I think that's awesome, honestly. And it's so great to hear your advice on that, especially about being your most authentic self. I think a lot of the time when we approach luxury, we feel like we need to put on like a facade. I think it's just nice to know that being yourself is definitely valued in that sector of the industry. Like on the topic of that, well, there is a lot of pressure. Like I was so shocked when I went into my interview for Dior. It was not what I was expecting at all. It was like the coolest interview I've ever had. And I love The Office, like TV show. And I was not expecting one of the questions they asked me to be, what's your favorite show? And then from there being like, oh, The Office and getting into like a whole con- like deep dive on The Office in my Dior interview was like the most unexpected thing ever. But it was yeah. so awesome. And that's, I mean, sticking to that really like just be yourself because everyone is everyone's just trying to be themselves. I don't know. Yeah, no, I honestly think that's awesome that they asked you that. And The Office is actually my favorite TV show as well. I've watched it like four times through. Me too. Um, Me too. And I will shamelessly admit that. But anyway, <laughs> um, Caitlin, you have also interned in luxury, as you mentioned, with Zach Posen, which I'm sure was an incredible experience. Um, how did you obtain that internship? And what did your daily tasks look like there? So I was applying to everywhere I could think of over the summer going into my sophomore year and hearing back from literally no one. (laughs) I was like, okay. And Zach Posen was like one that I found at the end. And I was like, fine, I'll like apply. 10 minutes later, I had a call from them and I was like, oh, okay. It's like, this might actually work out. And I was in the office the next week working with them and it was insane. It was awesome, but it was really weird. Like, I think you have to like keep applying even when you think like you're not going to get it because you never know who's desperately looking for somebody which I think was my case but it also worked out for the best for me to get that experience so yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah no literally keep applying um I feel so true we've all kind of been there where and a lot of people it's not getting an answer reassure you for whoever's listening and is going through you know trying to figure this whole thing out oh most likely you're going to get zero answers Mm -hmm. like More often than not, you will get zero answers. So don't just like, don't let that get you down either. Cause it is really frustrating. Yeah. My case all summer was I got zero (laughs) answers and I was like, well, I want to be done. I don't want to apply anymore. This is ridiculous. And then I was like, fine, I'll send one last one in. And that ended up being the one, which was insane. And also for any like Maris people listening, I applied through the school portal which I don't know if a lot of people know about it, but every time it's how I got Ross too. Like every time I've applied through our school's portal, I've gotten this box. Yeah. Oh my God. Connections, man. Maris connections. They never fail. Yeah. Every single time. So I highly suggest like making sure you use the resources that you have. Yeah. And what did like your daily tasks look like there? Like your day to day? I was doing everything and anything, a lot of styling, fittings, a lot of invoices. Um, I was working with VIP uh, clients a lot, so doing their fittings. Um, Pretty much anything they wanted me to do, I was doing. Creating like fabric swatch books, 
Wow. Different stuff. Yeah. A variety of things. Yeah, no, that's so cool. I think it's definitely like great to hear that you did valued work at the company, especially as a luxury intern. I feel like there's this perception that you're like the go girl or the go guy if you're at the bottom of the totem pole at a place like that. And of course, like you may go on those basic post office trips or like coffee runs and things like that. But it's great to know that like you did valued work for them and you really took something out of it yourself. Yeah, it was really cool. I got to sit in on like really cool clients like Lala Kent. I don't know if anybody watches. Um, gosh, wait, what is it even called? Vanderpump Rules. For some reason, I want to say Housewives of Atlanta, but I knew that was wrong. No, yeah. Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And I didn't know who she was, but it, like people like that, like Kelly Ripa also, like I got oh, wow. some, like appointments like that, that mm-hmm. I feel like an intern wouldn't usually like get the opportunity to do. So they had me like sitting in on like the coolest things, which I assumed I was going to be going to get coffee, but no, Mm -hmm. my supervisor wanted me to be like almost like his like second person. So I got to do everything with him, which was an awesome experience. Yeah, that that just sounds like incredible. I think when we think about breaking into the industry, internships like the ones that Caitlin and Callie have done are usually the first thing that come to mind. However, there are plenty of opportunities available, even paid ones like freelance work if you look for them. Freelance is mainly what Ale has done and where his experiences lie. Ale, can you explain the main difference between freelance work and internships? And can you talk about how you obtained your freelance jobs? So for what I know, like a lot of internships aren't paid and like freelance work for the most part is freelance. You get to like work like more with the company um, and like the people in them rather than like working for somebody. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a different way to like collaborate with them. I know my experience is freelancing like kind of started because I did something for free um, just to kind of like get to know the industry in Miami. I was like 15 years old. And then I kind of went from there and that person that I did something for free ended up getting me job after job after job just because he liked um, what I like to do. And I ended up working like with like artists, um, touring in Miami, um, like companies that needed like a little commercial made, just like anything and everything that I can get my hands on, I kind of did. I like freelance work because it's it changes day by day rather than like having something very similar every day. That sounds so amazing, especially because you did that so young. Like I can't even imagine like when I was 15, I was worried about like the homework that I had to do the next day or like the practice that I had to get to at night, like not worried about like stuff like that like that just sounds so incredible especially to have that experience so young and jump into the industry like that but I've also had some freelance experience myself I was a contributing writer for a jewelry brand um, that I had previously interned for and after the internship they um, decided to keep me on as part of their team and began paying me so that was just another way to kind of dive into freelance work it can kind of slowly evolve in that way or it can go through connections like all I has done that's the thing about it too is like every job that I've done has always led to a different job, which is like kind of like the best thing about freelancing is like you do one project, then you end up meeting like 30 people. And then one of those 30 people is going to need something done. Yeah, no, that's, that just sounds incredible. And it really is just like all about the connections and keeping those connections up. But I think diving into those unique opportunities is just so important. It's definitely nice to expand upon your bubble, whether you try a new industry, a new position that intrigues you, or even just gain experience in a new place. 
Callie, you have not only had great experiences right here in New York, you have also never been shy about looking for them abroad as well, like you mentioned, interning in not one, but two fashion capitals of the world. How did your experiences in internships in Paris differ from your experiences in New York? Um, Okay, so um, in Paris, I feel like, well, though I did intern there, it was short-lived because I was abroad. Um, but it was great both here and in Paris. Um, it's a little different in Paris because I feel like, I don't know the way to explain it, but here everything is like really fast paced, which we know. And then in Paris, it's like a little slower and everyone just like really takes the time to appreciate what it is, like the clothing and just the whole fashion industry, like all together. Um, I think people abroad like really appreciate the craftsmanship and the work that goes behind like making these pieces and these collections and it's not to say that people here don't appreciate them but it just it's slower in the fact that there's it seems like there's more appreciation it was still really hands-on it was great I got to meet like a ton of influencers that came into the showroom during market week I was dressing models and I was helping with the buy orders which is something that I haven't really usually done because I'm more on the PR side than the merchandising side, but still it was great experience both here and there. It's been awesome, incredible both both ways. No, that really does sound incredible. I like what you said about the pace there and the difference between Paris and New York in that sense, just because I think when a lot of people think of fashion, it's fast paced, it's ever changing, but we never really hear about how much appreciation is put into like the clothing or the perspective in other places. So I think that is definitely great experience for you to kind of see how other fashion capitals operate rather than just New York City and gaining yeah. that perspective. And even though Hellsey is a New York based brand, it's just, I, I don't know what it is. It's there, the in Italy and in Europe and in Paris, just overall, like that is where a lot of pieces like are created in luxury as we know. So I feel like when I say the appreciation for it and the slower pace comes from the, let me see the fabrics, let me see them on the model. Let me see the fit. Let me see the silhouette and everything like that. It's just like, I feel like it's really in the details and I really appreciate that. And like I said, it's not to say that people don't feel that way here, but it is a lot more go, go, go and fast paced here than it is abroad. Awesome. Well, going off of that, Caitlin, as you said, you've kind of expanded your knowledge of the fashion industry by exploring opportunities in two very different markets. You've interned for both Zach Posen and Ross, as you mentioned. What were the similarities and differences between these two different sides of the fashion industry? It's really hard to compare them just because one's obviously designer, but I was also in sales, but then also like niche sales. And now I'm doing buying on a huge scale at like a corporate company and stuff. So there's so many differences. I mean, I'm at Ross, I'm working with a massive budget and a whole demographic of people while at Zach Posen, I was working with one person and their needs and like specific like details and clothing so it's really interesting to work with like a huge mass like production and then have worked have worked with like a very detailed 
piece of clothing, um, which is really cool experience. Um, similarities, there's not many. I mean, both of the cultures were great. I have learned so many things from each super like valuable experiences, but again, very different experiences from each, but they're both super cool areas to look into. I would suggest either. That's awesome. And it's so interesting that you have like such tremendous insight on the industry that it's almost hard for you to explain that to somebody who hasn't experienced that. And I'm sure that definitely sets you apart from so many other candidates going for different experiences like that. Yeah. It's like, um, when I had a, I had a different interview for something, I can't remember what it was, but I think it's when I was, um, applying for internships going into junior year last year and I was like applying to like bigger like corporate companies like Ross and stuff and like Bath and Body Works and things like that and everybody was like this is a really weird jump from like Zach Posen and like designer like are you sure like this is what you want like this seems really different and I was like yeah I things I love like I want to know like every part of the industry before I decide what I'm doing that's why I've done like social media sales retail like everything um so that was kind of funny to explain to like all of my interviewers but it's cool yeah no and I think it's awesome too that you weren't afraid to take that jump like out of luxury and trying something new I definitely like advise literally anybody to try whatever experience they can like get their hands on I've done six internships during college which is kind of insane um especially when I tell people they're like how did you find all the time for that? But I just like kind of took every single experience that I could and got it under, under my belt. But Ali, your experiences in freelance definitely set you apart as well, but in a different way for sure. One that I really want to talk to you about is your position at Waterbox, which is actually Jaden Smith's nonprofit organization. What does this entail and what do your daily tasks look like in this role? So I don't really have like daily tasks for them. It's more of like, I work with them on a project to project basis. Um, so like, I'm a video editor for them. So usually they come to me and we're like, we filmed this. We're kind of looking to do a 10 minute video. And is this something you'd be interested in? I usually give them a price and then they send me the footage. And then we have another meeting on how they want me to place it, where they want everything to be, kind of the aesthetic of it and the goal of the video. And then usually after that, I just get to work on my own time. They give me like a one, two week, uh, like, can you have this done? I'll usually say yes. And then after that, I give them the project and they give me little things to fix. And that's pretty much it. That's so I cool. Get, I don't get to meet Jaden Smith, at least not yet. Like the good thing about freelance work is like, it kind of depends on the project that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But you can always like, like say no to things. Like you can always like, say, no, no, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm not interested in this. It's like, you kind of get to choose what experience you get. That's really cool. And I'm sure all of your experiences, the three of you in internships and freelance work have been so unique in their own way. And it may be hard to narrow this down, but I need to know what was your most unique experience at an internship or a freelance job? And what did you learn from it? Let's start with Callie. Unique isn't good or bad. It can be either. Okay, so I interned for Real Housewives of New York City's Sonia Morgan, and um, she's amazing. She's great. I was like her assistant, basically. Um, I was one of the infamous interns that you see on her TV on the TV show. Um, she's awesome, and I love her so much. And 
she is hysterical. She's the same way she is in person as she is on TV. And the first day that I met her, I walked into the townhouse and I hear her from the basement screaming my name and we've never met. And I'm like, what is going on? So I go down in the basement. She's like, I need your help. I'm like, okay, what's up? Hi, by the way, I'm Callie. Nice to meet you. And she's like, okay, I don't know how to do this, but can you hang these moth traps? I'm like, what? And so I, I started helping her hang her like moth traps because she was leaving for the summer and she had all her nice stuff downstairs, like all her clothing and everything. She was packing it away. Um, and she didn't want obviously moths to get it. So I learned from that, that one, that's really a great idea if you're going away and you live in New York city and whatever, but two, that no job is too big or too small. And that she's also really big on be able to do the things, the hard, dirty, gritty work. Yeah. Because you're not better than a than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was something really interesting that I learned from her. She would say that all the time. She was like, I don't get the plumber to come. I, I'll do it before I get the plumber to come. And yeah, very unique. Just her outlook on that. And then I was like, wow, she's completely right. So yeah. no, that's funny that you say that because I mentioned that in an interview yesterday that I was on, um, that I'm never really afraid to like do the dirty work, like, especially yeah, when it's like a scenario, like you should never be afraid to roll up your sleeves and like jump in, whether it's like painting something or helping to build something like you need to be able to do the dirty work to value those jobs that you want to do eventually in like post-grad career or like eventually when you kind of figure out exactly where you you want to be in your life. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And, um, Ali, what about you? I know it won't be meeting Jaden Smith, unfortunately, but what do you have that kind of on that level? (laughs) It's not that yet, but, um, so going into my sophomore year of, uh, college, I got to work with this artist who was in Miami for like doing a tour and he was doing like his whole publicity tour for an entire week. I woke up, met him in his hotel, like at 6am and didn't get back there until 11. So it's just like, I got to go with him on his whole publicity tour, like every news station, every radio station, Spanish and English, he was a Spanish artist. And it was just like, so crazy to see how these people live. Like they literally, like we were from one place to another, to another, like, like we, we hit like five news video stations, like every day. And it was just like nonstop work. And I was just like, holy, this is awesome. Like, this is like, you think that these people like don't do a lot of work and you're like, oh, they're just like rich. And it's just like, they like put so much work in every interview that they did. They were like mentally there. Like they didn't have answers. Like you, they were fresh answers every time. And it was just like, you know the, do you know the, sorry to cut you off, but you know, the Lady Gaga, like airplane, bus, tour bus, another tour. Yes. <laughs> just making me think of this. <laughs> that's exactly how it was and I was just like I was young like I didn't understand like what that was and it was just like cool to like actually like be with them too like and he was like a regular person too like it was like if I was talking to any other person and he treated me that way and I treated him that way so it's just like that level of respect too which like I didn't expect to have yeah no that's incredible and I think especially we have a different perception of like celebrities or like higher-ups in the fashion industry that 
they won't want to talk to you if you're like an assistant or you're like a, a freelance worker or if you're an intern. But I think a lot of the time they do surprise us, especially because a lot of them have started exactly where we're at as well. And I think that's why they have so much respect because we're taking those steps to eventually like hopefully be on their level one day. And last but not least, Caitlin, what about you? Okay, well, going off of all this for a second, I agree. The first day I got to Zach Posen, Zach Posen was there and like greeted me and like said hi and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, you like want to talk to me, the intern? That's so cool. Granted, the second time I saw him, I forgot to introduce myself again because why would Zach Posen remember my name? And it was the most awkward experience ever, but I agree with that. I think you forget that they want to help you out too. So, but my most unique experience would have to be when the company shut down while I was there on one Friday afternoon, Halloween weekend, might I say. I do Um, this. (laughs) Yeah, I got to work and everybody was going about their daily tasks. And at 12 o'clock, he had everybody in the showroom and announced the company was shutting down that very moment and everybody had to pack up their stuff and go. Um, and my area was VIP sales and I had like so many unfinished dresses that people were getting like custom made or like fitted or whatnot. So I spent the rest of the day running around the city, delivering these half made dresses to all these VIP clients. And then I got back and my supervisor had made me a whole bag of blouses and dresses and bags to take home. But It was the wildest experience I think I've ever seen in my life. It was one of the coolest though on like a weird, in a weird way. It was awesome. No, it sounds like so cool. Um, I mean, I'm sure you were like in shell shock just being like everybody was going into your sophomore year of college. You're like, what is happening right (laughs) now? This was your first big internship. Um, But yeah, no, that's insane. And I'm, I'm honestly sure that like, that's just, you're never going to forget that experience. Yeah, that's, yeah, I definitely will not. I, after that, I was like, I had to write journals for the internship. Like that's mm-hmm. how I was getting credit. Mm-hmm. And I remember <laughs> I had to write my journal and be like, so the company actually shut down today. This is what happened to me today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will never forget that. It was one of the craziest experiences ever, but in a weird way, cool experience, but it was very interesting definitely and you got a lot of cool stuff out of it so I think you get a lot of cool stuff That's out of awesome. it. <laughs> um but to end our conversation today I would love to highlight the commonality in all of your career journeys which of course is the silver needle runway um each and every one of us takes something different from the class depending on which position you're in and what team you're assigned to but I think everyone can agree that being in the class is truly so unique Being on the comm team, however, that's the only perspective I know. So I would love to hear what you learned specifically because you're on the creative team. So starting with Callie, as the creative director for SNR 34, Maris' first ever virtual runway show produced during the middle of a pandemic, how do you think your role during this time helped you prepare for your career post-grad? I think it's helped me in like a lot of ways being able to like cope with different things that happen on a daily basis, like, and coming to terms with a lot of stuff, just like in general, um, like things aren't always going to go your way. 
um, when we found out that SNR was going to be virtual, like at first I was like, okay. And then after that, like it slowly started to set in. And like, I was literally on the couch of my childhood home, like crying my eyes out, like, wow, we're, we had such a cool thing planned out. We were so excited. And to this day, yeah, it would have been awesome and epic to do it in person. Um, really wish we got that opportunity, but you know, things happen. So I think in a lot of ways, it just has helped me like come to terms with a lot of things. Like if something doesn't go your way, like it's not always going to, and just like, it is frustrating, but you got to work through it. So, and I think just like also a lot of the creative stuff that surrounding that and working with team members and like working in your everyday life and work environment with your coworkers um, and like managing how to be outspoken, but also like no one to take the back seat um, because you work with four or five other, I think now it's five with branding, other directors um, plus with like co-directors. So I think in that sense too, it's like learning to work co-workers and you're not always going to see eye to eye, but like at the end of the day, like you come to terms with like a solution and everybody wants the same outcome. So um, yeah, I mean, it was an crazy honor to be the creative director and I learned so much from like Caitlin because Caitlin was on the creative team since her freshman year and it was my only second year in the class so um having her as my assistant was amazing and I couldn't have done it without you Kate you didn't make me cry that was oh my god we're a person with you um, you know, Kelly, I definitely think that's an awesome thing that you took away from um, that whole situation. That was actually my first year in the class, as you might remember. Um, so I never got to experience like a normal SNR and Ale hasn't either. Um, so this is like our first year experiencing like an in-person show with industry professionals indoors. And we're just so excited um, to bring everything together. And I'm so excited that you're coming to the show and you can kind of see everything that we've come up with. I can't um, wait. I'm so excited. Because last year we couldn't come because of COVID regulations and all that. And yep. it's outdoors, but still, it was, I mean, it was awesome to see. It's always awesome to see everything come together, especially like being in your position and your guys' shoes, like as senior directors and like seeing all your hard work pay off. And honestly, like, I think when it comes down to it, even though it was virtual for us, like, we have something that is now forever online. Like it's you made history. Online. We it's online. It, we made history. Yeah. It was the first that we that was ever done. So mm-hmm. I think everyone coming together and like sharing that and being on Zoom like twice a week during COVID, like at our home, homes and everything, and like figuring it all out. Like and we couldn't be together. So and that's like a lot of it too is that team collaboration. So I think like also learning like a more virtual aspect of things like because of COVID, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so exciting and I'm so excited for you guys and I can't wait to see what you come up with, but it's great to have that virtual aspect too. Like, I'm sure you guys are doing a documentary or something. It's great to see like all the hard work you put in and like watch it back. It's like so rewarding still. So. Yeah. And like that whole experience evolved the class in itself. Right. Um, All of the different projects that we're doing this year never would have happened without the pandemic kind of moving us forward in that way and kind of having no other option than to go virtual. And now 
like even JM has said, like doing the virtual show now is a learning experience for us. It's only more experience that we're gaining that we can take into the industry. And we never would have done something like that if it wasn't for the pandemic. And it's only been able to expand our audience reach as well. So you really did, your your director class really did make history. So I just want you to know that as well. Um, Oh my God. No, of course. Um, and then for Kate and Ale, um, what is the most valuable skill you have learned as creative director for SNR 36? I think has to be, I don't know anything about fashion. Like I kind of took this class just because I thought it would be kind of fun to like do video stuff. And it was like something I hadn't done before. Um, so I think it has to be to like understand fashion. And sometimes even though like I have a position of leadership it's like I don't always know what's best and it's like also like learning to listen to Caitlin and like what she has to say like she's been around um like for four years like she knows what she's doing we're all the story listening that's a pretty that's that's it that's it (laughs) oh yeah you know what moral of the story listen to Caitlin (laughs) I love that answer um and Kate what about you I think the most valuable thing I've learned is how to properly lead, which obviously I learned from my past directors, Callie in particular. Um, I think it's one thing to be an assistant and get those responsibilities and like have opportunities to lead. But at the end of the day, I always had like Callie there to like back me up or like guide me or redirect me into a different direction. And now it's me and I have to be the one that does that for other people's position almost to like really be your own and actually lead, which I've learned so much from. And it's been a really interesting experience so far, but it's been so fun. And I can like feel myself growing and learning all of that too, which has been really awesome. Awesome. Well, this was such a wholesome way to kind of wrap up our conversation today, but we're not done yet. I want to close our episode out with something I like to call the daydream deep dive. So when we were young, we were always asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? This is a very loaded question, especially when you're asked this at a young age. Some people say princess or astronaut. Barb even said Hannah Montana on the last episode. So the possibilities are really endless here. Obviously, as we get older, this idea evolves in more ways than one. I know for me personally, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Obviously, this changed, but I still ended up in fashion. So picture yourself in your classroom as young Callie, young Caitlin, and young Ale. I'm going to ask you these questions rapid fire style. So think for a second and say the first thing that comes to mind. Callie, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes, always. Okay, amazing. So what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, A stylist or a vet. Awesome. (laughs) and describe the evolution as you grew up well vet obviously have no experience in nor do I I mean like so much respect for people who are vets because that is a a lot of work but um I do love dogs and I love animals etc etc but styling I've always loved and I've always wanted to do and I think in PR you are constantly sending out like pieces and you're helping people find like the right clothes for the vibe of the editorial. And I think that that's like, you know, plays a part and also like styling without the pressure of having that be your main job. Awesome. And what is your current daydream? My current daydream is to eventually go to Paris Fashion Week or for, for our men's show 
or for a women's show, but since I'm on the men's team, it would make more sense for the men's. I'm almost, I'm coming up on a year now at Dior and it would be a super rewarding experience and something I'm really hopefully looking forward to. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. And when you eventually get there, I cannot wait to see all of your Instagram pictures. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Fingers crossed. Never say never. (laughs) Okay, Caitlin, you're up next. What did you want to be when you grew up? Well, I also wanted to be a fashion designer, but I feel like I'm stealing yours. No, that's okay. Um, I realized (laughs) you didn't know how to draw and I had no artistic talent. So I don't know if that's the same for you. Yeah, same. Well, I I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I realized, I thought that you just became a fashion designer. And then as I grew up, I realized that you can actually study fashion in school, which I had no idea about. That could be because I come from a tiny town in the middle of nowhere. But once I realized you could go to school for fashion, that's obviously what I did. And I realized that you don't just have to be a fashion designer. There's so many other opportunities. So it kind of just grew and grew. And that's why I did so many different things in fashion, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. And since you kind of already described the evolution of that, um, what is your current daydream? My current daydream is to work abroad or just go abroad since I was never able to in college because of COVID. But I really want to work in like Italy or Paris or somewhere different um, just to get that experience. I think that'd be awesome too. Yeah, I really need to. You have to go abroad. Like, I can't believe yeah, an abroad experience. Like that to me is... I know we were we were robbed but it's damn COVID everything happens for a reason and I do wish you the best of luck with that and I hope that that definitely comes to fruition one day I know it will because you're just like such a determined person and I also wish you the best of luck at Ross Um, (laughs) and Ale what did you want to be when you grew up um, so when I grew up, I actually wanted to be a foreign correspondent uh, for a news agency. That was okay. like, I grew up like watching like Ann Curry and she was like in Egypt and I was just like, I want to be her. Cool. That's, I never would have expected you to say that, honestly. And describe the evolution of this as you grew up. So when they first put a camera in my hand, I'm like, I just like felt like very at ease. Like it was like something that came very natural to me. Um, and then like, when I, my parents first got me my first camera, I kind of just went from there. Like within two months, I was already working in freelance and I don't know, it just kind of spiraled into something where it's just like, I've always had a very deep appreciation for journalism, but I also like very creative projects, which is kind of why I like to freelance because it like lets me get a taste of both and keeping my creative side alive, but also keeping that like journalistic side alive. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome like you really have such raw talent and it's been so cool to watch you be a part of our class but Ali what is your current daydream um my current daydream it's to have like a media company um that's like my dream but my dream is to continue to do creative projects um just on a bigger scale as well as journalism and like hopefully find a way to like make I guess journalism appealing to people in a creative manner because I think that's something that's missing in the world so it's just like finding a way to monetize that I guess which is like my daydream well I'm sure you will definitely find a way I can just like absolutely see you doing something like that and I really wish you the best of luck with that because you do have such raw talent um and I can't wait to see all of the things that you do post-graduation no matter where you end up 
I appreciate um, it. Yeah, no problem. But thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to chat with me today. I know that breaking through the industry you're interested in can be very daunting, but I also know that because of the amazing advice and experiences that you shared with our listeners today, they will all feel a little bit more prepared and ready to dive into the industry. So thank you. Thank Thanks you for having us. Thank you. No problem. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to our episode. I hope you're all a little bit closer to chasing your daydream. If you like this episode, please be sure to leave us a five-star review, follow our page, and follow at Silver Needle Runway on all of our platforms for Daydreamers podcast updates. Talk to you all soon.